Today is our very first in-studio interview. I've got my good friend Hector Marquez is going to be joining me in the underground studio <laughs> for the Utah High School Hoops podcast. We are going to be talking about you know his story. How did he get into this role? How did he get involved in the Utah High School Hoops scene? We're going to go through uh, some of the girls' teams, the platforms that exist for some of the girls' teams here in Utah, some surprising boys' teams. And then at the end, hopefully we have some time and we're going to get into some recruiting, just talk about what coaches are looking for and what they are not. This is the Utah High School Hoops Podcast, your source for sometimes informative but always entertaining coverage of the Utah High School Hoops scene with your host, Adam Meek. As promised, I've got Hector Marquez, the man, the myth, the legend. We don't see your face that often, Hector. You're uh, you're kind of you're. I mean, we see it at games, but I'm saying like, you know, you're you're more behind the scenes writing. You're always lurking in the in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not lurking in a creepy way. Not in a creepy. Not, <laughs> not. Um, Definitely not in a creepy way. But but yeah, no, I mean, you know, if if I could be at the gym every single day, I, I would. I don't think it's a it's a it's a good thing for the family life to never be home. Um, but yeah, I, I love being in the gym and and have a a, a new love for uh, going to the girls the girls games. There's there's a lot of talent here in Utah when it comes to girls hoops, and um, it's just fun. It's fun seeing Utah grow and and people all over the country are taking notice. Mm. I will say that that's cool. Well, we're gonna get into that. I'm I'm excited. You know, I I have three daughters. Um, none of them so far have been excited about basketball, which I, it, I just don't really care, honestly, if they like it or not. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, my sister, my sister played in high school, she played in college and, you know, still is actively involved in, in basketball. She was actually at the Oregon Utah game today. Oh, nice. So, and at the Weaver state game last night. <laughs> so yeah. no, your, your sister is a diehard. Like when people say they love basketball, I don't think they understand the Kristen peak <laughs> level. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Uh, well, let's, let's get started here with who are you? I mean, how did you, how did, did you grow up here in Utah? How did you get involved in Utah basketball at this level? Um, no, I, I grew up in Southern California. I, I grew up in the, in the San Gabriel Valley, which is the Pasadena area. Um, so, and you know, people, kind of, you know, the Rose Bowl. I mean, that was a, a common staple for, for me and the friends to go to. We would actually spend the night on the streets and watch the parade. And, you know, a couple of times I had opportunity to actually go to the Rose Bowl game. Um, but up there, um, and I, I would say that I grew up as a baseball kid. Just my dad was a, a really good baseball player in, in, in Mexico and, and baseball brought him to the United States. Um, my brother grew up playing baseball and then my brother actually started to play basketball and, uh, he's about 13, 13, 14 years older than me. Okay. And, um, so anyways, he started playing basketball, like in the church league and, and I grew up in the, in the gym. Um, you know, my brother had a, a funny nickname 
Um, his name was the fly, but in <laughs> Spanish, which is Mosca. Okay. Um, and it's because he could jump and he would just, he could stand under the rim and, and dunk vert two handed. Um, you know, and, and he, he's a little bit taller than me, but he wasn't, he's not, he wasn't as good as me, <laughs> but, uh, um, some shots fired Mosca. Yeah. My, yeah. my brother won't watch this. <laughs> I'm safe. I'm safe. All right. All right. All right. So, so anyways, you know, just grew up loving the game and, and watching it and kind of analyzing it as a kid, not even knowing, um, you know, I'd walk into a gym and my brother's playing. I'm like, Oh shoot, they're going to lose. Cause I'd see who's walking in or, um, but anyway, so I, I just found this love for the game. Um, unfortunately, I, I didn't grow up playing AAU. Um, it just wasn't something that was in, in the budget kind of kind of growing up. Um, I, and this I, is still in California, right? Still in California. Okay. Uh, I, I did high school basketball um, at a small school. Uh, it's called Gabrielino High School in the city of San Gabriel. And, um, and yeah, we, we were pretty good. And California, it's just different. Like the playoffs, it's just different. Like winning state is mythical. Mm -hmm. um, it's just you you win two or three games in the playoffs, and it's 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 a win. It's it's like joy because then you have to play modern day, right? And you have to play Santa Margarita, you know. Um, and so it was just tough. Um, and now they've switched things up in California. They have something called the open division. Right. And so they take the top eight teams in the state in the southern section and they put them all into one classification. Okay. And then they play each other, um, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I, I think here in Utah, a lot of people would be upset if they throw everybody in. I, I, I would be, that would be pretty amazing. Right? I think it'd be pretty great. It'd be pretty amazing. But um you know, there's a lot of traditional stuff that goes around here. And so anyways, fast forward, um, I ended up moving to Utah. Um, I lived with one of my buddies. Um, Why did you move to Utah? Um, honestly, California was a grind that um, was kind of eating me up a little bit. Mm. And I, I needed a change. And, um, you know, my buddy... Um, Dr. Matt Moore, uh, he's actually a, a sports psychologist. Uh, um, you know, before all that, he 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 told me, "Dude, come come live with me." And I went to go live with him for a little bit, and um, ended up attending UVU. And go, I got go Wolverines, go Wolverines. Um, and then I got a job in the athletic department, so I started working in the athletic department. And um, I had the coolest job on campus, in my in my opinion. Um, my job was to go to every sporting event, and I would get paid for it. Um, and so I started working with the basketball team a little bit there. And and um, you know, I promised myself that I wouldn't coach again until I finished my degree. Um, I finished my degree, and then I got hired uh, at a small charter school that was one year old. Uh, Summit Academy. And, um, you know, someone introduced me to the basketball coach uh, that was Everett Gray at the time. Okay. Um, and me and him kind of hit it off a little bit. And, and uh, you know, he tested me. He's like, all right, show me a drill. And he, he, he put me out there. We did a drill. He's like, all right, you're hired. You know, like, <laughs> you're in uh, type of a thing. And, and we worked with him for a little bit there. 
and uh, fortunate to win um, the only basketball state championship over at Summit Academy. Okay. Um, after that, I moved over to to Juan Diego. So I coached at Juan Diego for a few years with Drew Trost and um, learned a lot of stuff from him. And, um, and then I moved over and, and I coached at Bingham for a few years. And, and that was, that was really fun working with Kyle and, and um, you know, those, those kids at Bingham work really hard and, and, and it was fun. Um, I did do some AAU stuff with Salt Lake Rebels, um, you know, dating back to, um, you know, we had like Makai Martin's older brother, um, Jacoby Kemp. He played with us. We had uh, guys like uh, Blaze Neald, who was at UVU. He's playing professionally now. Okay. Uh, Nima Namdar. Um, I don't know. We, we just had a fun. A Nima's fun. also playing professionally, right? Nima is. I think he's in Albania. Okay. Um, so, so Nima's out there chasing the hoop dreams. Uh, we had Brandon Sly, B Sly. Oh, yeah. Um, I see all of his workout stuff on yeah, IG. Yeah, he's we putting kid. He's doing some great work with kids. Man, he he was unreal in high school and and even in college. He was he was good over at um, he was at Adam State. Okay, Adam State in Colorado. In Alamosa. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. It's beautiful. Really? You should. Yeah, Alamosa, Durango, that whole area is on. It's is even if you dip down in New Mexico and go down to Taos, New Mexico, unbelievable. It's so beautiful. Got to check it out for yeah. sure. Um. And then after a few years there, I, I, I kind of wanted to bet on myself a little bit. And, and I started my own club called Salt Lake Bounce. And um, we were around for a few years and, and we had some success. Um, still have one kid playing, uh, Jake Howes over at Snow College. Um, you know, Snow is a pretty tough school to get into yeah. basketball-wise. They're doing really well. I think they're top 20. Aren't, I mean, they're, they're, I feel like they're in the top 25 in they are. Juco I know they, right now. I think they've only lost like one game. It's just a really good region that Salt Lake Community College, Snow, CSI. Yep. Um, so anyways, we had that for a little bit. And, and you know, I, I had some friendships with the guys that run Utah Prospects with uh, Tim Davis and Lynn Lloyd. And and an opportunity came up for me to come over with them and coach. And um, I was really blessed to work with uh, that first group, um, which is, you know, Colin Chandler, uh, Rex Sunderland, um, Langston Reynolds, you know, Zach Keller. Um, we had Jackson Kohler for a little bit. Um, you know, Jordan Ross was with us for a little bit, but um, just a just a really fun group. Um you know, we had Jackson Holcomb and all these kids are, are playing right now. You know, Jackson's right. over at Michigan State. Rex is in New Hampshire. Um, Langston is at um, Northern Colorado. Um, you know, Colin Chandler's on his mission. He'll be back and he'll be heading to BYU. Um, but, you know, just been fun. Been with the prospect since. Um, and this last group you know, had opportunity to coach them a little bit. You know, that's the Jackson Johnson, yeah. Brody Kozlowski, um, Isaac Davis, Julian Bowe. The champions. The champions, man. <laughs> it was unreal. That's crazy. It was unreal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just, it's just been fun. A fun um, basketball journey here in Utah for me. Um, I think basketball's taking me to places I'd never thought I would go. Mm. Um, places like Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> um, gotta love, gotta love Omaha, Nebraska. Um, the home of 311. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, it's I I, I believe in Creighton University. Yeah, Creighton University is just right there where we yeah. stayed. Um, I'm I've pretty actually, sure I'm pretty sure 311 came from Omaha, Nebraska. I've actually seen 311 in concert. Me too, with the Roots. The roots, the roots opened. Amazing. The Roots. This was at. Uh, um, why did I just forget the name of the most famous music venue? You're over here, like perfectly recalling names of players, of like every player, and I'm like, like House of Blues or something. No, no, no. The outdoor event in Rock the Bells. No, Red Rocks. Oh my gosh, Red Rocks in Colorado is an unbelievable place to get concerts. So the Roots opened for 311, and it was insanely amazing as you can probably imagine yeah i saw incubus in 311 that hey that's that some good times they're so good they're so incubus is another level of musicianship yeah that... they were ahead of their time i think yeah for sure i'm sure everyone's like really guys we're gonna talk about 311 and incubus here man we could take a deep dive <laughs> um we are we're not i think we got to pull out because that's a whole other world i mean i am wearing my wu-tang Wu -Tang sweatshirt so um well that that's that's cool man i want to get into so one last question uh you said family life so tell me about your family um so i've been married for 13 years um my wife kelly and um uh, my two beautiful daughters um olivia and june they're actually in denver right now um at a cheer competition uh, they cheer for a, a, an all-star cheer team called Ace. Okay. And uh, they actually both uh, – so so my youngest is on one team, and they got first place. And my oldest is on two teams, and they both got first. So first oh, that's place. awesome. Yeah. I got the call, and it's exciting. And, man, I'll tell you, the cheer world is something else. I've heard. I don't know it. But I've heard about it. Oh, man, that's crazy. I will tell you, though, it's cool that they are the champions in Denver because you can see behind you, it is the, it's the home of the world champion, <laughs> Denver Nuggets, over there in, uh, in lovely Denver. And, and you're one of the, the first pure Denver guys that I've met. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, if, if you know me, I'm a diehard Clipper fan. Oh, yeah. We, we're like the same. Even like my Clippers friends, because I used to live in San Diego for a while, uh -huh. and there was a lot of Clippers fans there, and they were like hitting me up, like "I'm so glad you guys won it. It gives me hope as a Clippers fan." <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people that jump from one team to the other, and it's just nice to meet another purist. Oh man, I got my uh, yeah, Kiki Vandaway, Andre Miller's uh, Russian uh, Babushka nesting doll set. Uh, I've got a uh, that that ball up there is signed. You can't see it, but. It will. Signed by uh, Mahmoud Abdurroof, oh, Jalen Rose. Uh, who else is on that? Walter Davis is on that ball. So, yeah, man, I got a, awesome. a Joe Wolf. I'll show you. I got a Joe Wolf uh, game worn jersey signed from Joe Wolf was not a very good basketball player in, no. in the NBA, but pretty good. Pretty good North Carolina. Uh, anyway, that's Hector Marquez. That's a quick introduction. We're going to come back. I'm going to hear from our newest sponsor, Ruby, uh, which is is a really, really amazing product. And I'm, I, I'm actually excited to bring it to athletes because it's just fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And you can mix it in with all, you know, like creatine and some other things. You can make your own smoothie. You don't have to mix with anything. So uh, it's a really easy way, especially during some of the travel ball and AU stuff when these kids are out. And you know how it is. Mm -hmm. They just eat like garbage. And so I'm excited to get some of this stuff for for AJ's travel team and at least have them getting some fruits and vegetables.
when they're out traveling and maybe we'll get some other championships brought over here to for sure to utah so uh, we'll be right back after this break hey i just had to share this my little guy's tearing into his new roofie box and he goes straight for the sweet greens i didn't see that coming a quick mix in the verdict he loves it total mom win and you can also have a win by going to goruvi.com, G-O-R-U-V-I.com. Use code ADAM15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's goruvi, G-O-R-U-V-I.com and use code ADAM15. Hey, we are back. I hope everybody has pressed pause. You've gone to goruvi.com, use that promo code ADAM15. And uh, it helps me help support the podcast. And, uh, but more importantly, that helps support just good, healthy nutrition. So I'm back here with Hector Marquez. We just heard a little bit about his story and his journey and his family. And I, I always, it's the reason I love doing podcasts, Hector, is because I, I really value people. I think that people are worth it to hear about. And it's why I love sports in general. Um, I think that basketball for me has always been something that has kind of been like a social equalizer. I remember once I was playing in Colorado Springs with some, some guys and on the court was this guy who owned his, I mean, he was probably worth 30, $40 million. He was on the court with us. His son was there and there were two people there who were uh, just about homeless. They were kind of crowds. I mean, couch surfing and, and we all we all met up at the YMCA and we had we just were running people. And I remember this was this moment where I thought like basketball is one of those beautiful things where like it if if you can play, then you 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 belong on the court, right? Like socioeconomic status is out the door, uh, you know, religious status, all of it's out the door. It's like, can we all come together and play? So that's why I love the game and that's why i love hearing about people's stories because i think we bring all of that with us uh so thanks so much for sharing that um so let's get in uh, i've only talked about the men's teams and that's not because i don't value women's basketball it's because like you we have six kids in the house i have a full-time job this is one of three podcasts that I host <laughs> out of this exact location. Um, I get to travel around and I get to do keynote addresses and speaking and um, and I don't have and my son plays. So it's natural for me to be around it. Um, but I was glad when you brought it up and said, actually, I want to talk about uh, this new platform for for girls to start getting noticed. And there's a lot of really great girls basketball happening. And I think I told you. You're gonna have to carry this conversation <laughs> because I don't know a lot. And again, not you know, shout out to all the women out there because I, I'm hearing from Hector about the women's game and what it's doing here in Utah. And so, uh, yeah, Hector, I'd love for you to share some of the notes that you were talking about before we got on. Just some of these teams and some of the girls who were, you know, we got what a five star. We do. We we have um, we do have a five star over at Ridgeline High School. Um, Emily Skinner. Um, I know a lot of coaches are are hoping that they could they can nab her, but if you haven't had an opportunity to go see her play, um, she does have a pretty special game. Um, you know, and, and Ridgeline in general, they're just coached well. There's a lot of girls on that team that could play at the next level. Um, I believe they got a girl that's gonna play softball like at Texas. They got another girl who signed at CSI or no, UVU. She's going to UVU. 
Um, so, I mean, it's kind of cool to see that, you know, somebody in a smaller area in Utah, like um, up north at a 4A school can play with the big dogs because not that it doesn't happen on the boys side. Cause we got, you know, teams like Dixie that can play with anybody. Sure. Um, but you just don't hear about it on the girl side, mm. you know, Ridgeline comes over to Lone Peak and, you know, they beat Lone Peak, you know, and Lone Peak has been fantastic for so many years. You know, they have Shawnee Nordstrom who's going to, um, like Cal Baptist university of okay. California. Um, Sarah Bartholomew that's going to BYU. Um, you know, you got girls like Ellie Taylor that are just really good. Um, Olivia Hamlin over at snow Canyon. Um, there's some good hoop on the girls side. And, and sometimes the thing that's frustrating just like as a girl dad is that the girls will do whatever they can to support the boys. Like I'll go to a game and I'll see the girls basketball players there and they're supporting the boys. And, and sometimes it's, I don't know, it's kind of sad that the boys don't do the same thing for the mm. girls all the time. Um, but there, there's some, there's some good hoop out there. You know, Copper Hills is playing really well right now. Okay. Um, We're recording this from West Jordan, Utah, which is the best Jordan. Is what I've heard. I've just heard. Jordan? I've heard it's the best Jordan. When I see the West Jordan PEs, then we can, <laughs> then we can talk, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, even West Jordan High School. I I actually work in West Jordan. Uh, big shout out to uh, West Jordan Middle School. Um, but uh, but yeah, West Jordan is playing good. You got. I mean, we're just talking about uh, Aliyah Ocampo. Brad Judge is is really good. Go go dogs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's just awesome to see that um, the level of play, it has increased so much on the girls' side that you can go all the way to Southern Utah and, you know, Dixie's got some hoopers. Mm. You could go to Kanab. Um, there's a girl out there, Riley Little. She's really good. You know, um, Panguitch. Panguitch, you I mean, like they got hoopers out there. Oh, I'm aware of Panguitch basketball. Really? Well, from when I was at ICS. Oh, that's true. I mean, Panguitch was like the best 1A. I think they were the best 1A boys, and they might have been the best 1A girls school at the time, too. So yeah, no, no, uh, you're not surprising me with that information because yeah. they play, they play basketball down there. But I mean, we could go outside and you point towards a direction, and there's a there's a girls program that way that's good. Mm. I mean, um, South Summit's really good. Um, they got a girl, Emma Broadman, who's good. I mean, Grantsville's got some hoopers, Billy Louder and Avery Allred. Um, and then you got some young, some young players coming up. Um, you know, Westlake has some really good young hoopers. Um, Lehigh's got some good young hoopers. Um, you know, Lone Peak's gonna be good. They got they got some good girls coming up. Um, it's just it's really exciting and um I'm actually going to jump over to the girls' side next year. Okay. So I'm still going to be working with Utah prospects on the boys' side, um, but I will be coaching um, uh, on the women's side. Oh, awesome. And so I will be... It's like breaking news or something? Or we? It's not. <laughs> I mean, I guess on the pod it is, um, <laughs> but I'll be coaching the, the 2027 class. Okay. And so, you know, we got our little class together. We, we got a good group of girls and I'm just excited. With the prospects? With the prospects. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Utah Lady Prospects, um, 
you know, they'll, they'll be uh, another option for girls coming up to either play on the 3SSB. And I know, you know, Mountain West Premier gets some of our Utah girls to play mm-hmm. you know, the EYBL circuit. Um, but yeah, just a really exciting time in Utah in general for hoops. I think um, coaches across the country are, are noticing. Yeah. Um, I was over at Lehigh High School. And um, I mean, growing up in Southern California, I've seen some really good girls hoopers, but Aliyah Chavez over at Monterey mm-hmm. High School in Texas, unreal. Okay. Unreal. Like I'm sitting with seven division one coaches and, you know, we're just, we're chatting and she goes six for six from three. Jeez. Getting face guarded, double team, triple teamed. Getting a Steph Curry treatment. No, Steph Curry. Get, not, what, I mean, what, like, she was getting triple team. It just she's really good. And um, but you know, there there's good hoop in Utah, and I, I really like that. Um, you know, teams kind of like Lone Peak and Ridgeline, and and some of the other ones that I'm missing out will go out and play anybody. What's crazy is, I mean, that there's there's so many so many names, so many schools. And what I think is is pretty wild is if you, if you're listening to the podcast, you're not watching the podcast, which is fine. Um, you can listen to this anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. But you, it's not like you have this list that you're going down as reading off of. Like you have clearly been studying this and preparing for this. I mean, you're just pulling these names as you're talking. Like this is something that you are living and breathing, and you can tell there's a very real passion this isn't something that you're just like oh this is there's a there's a hole in this segment and so i'm going to go fill it like you are actually passionate about this and i think that's really cool to see yeah and and like i said it goes back to to just seeing my girls kind of grow up a little bit and it's it does make me sad that they're not little anymore Mm -hmm. but it's like a new um like a new chapter in their life where we have different conversations and then I see the treatment that boys get when it comes to sponsorships. Yeah. When it comes to people just opening their wallet to help support, you know, kids go across the country to play. Um, and then sometimes the girls don't like the cheer world, man, it, it's it's pretty expensive. And, you know, they don't have sponsors and you know, gotta do what you gotta do. But I just I just want them to be happy. I, I do have my youngest, uh, June. She she does like basketball a little bit. She likes it a little bit so i don't push it too much so yeah, yeah yeah hate it right but we're, we're gonna we're gonna water that water that little seed and hopefully it, it grows into something because you know both of my my daughters are pretty athletic and um i don't know it's just it's just kind of fun to see them grow and um i i'm just i'm just here to promote you know not just the boys side but the girls side because there has been a lot of growth on the boys side and mm-hmm. it's, it's time to watch these girls. That's cool, man. I love that. Um, you know, I think part of our, we, we kind of talked before about like, Hey, well, let's, we can cover this sort of thing on the boys side, but I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm thinking what we do is, uh, we, we take a quick break, we come back and we talk about, uh, recruiting. Cause I think, you know, we were going to talk about some of the boys teams who have been surprising and, but, you know, between, you know, yourself and 
you know, AJ and it, like you said, they, they get a lot of coverage. So I don't know, maybe we just let that segment live on its own, right? Like, I think that the girls deserve their own, their own segment. They deserve their own shine. So I think we're going to do that, Hector. And uh, uh, we're going to take a quick break here from uh, our sponsor label. And when we come back, uh, Hector's going to share something else he's passionate about, which is uh, recruiting. And it, would, it be, would it be safe to say that recruiting is, in general, pretty common across the board like principles of recruiting for if you're if you're a female hooper if you're a male hooper like there's going to be some things that there's gonna be nuances obviously but you know a lot of the stuff is going to be pretty pretty much the same across the board right it's can your game translate to the next level mm. and i think that goes for the boys side and the girl side all right, we'll leave that teaser. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll break that down a little bit more with Hector Marquez from Prep Hoops and Prep Hoops. Is it girls? How do you? Prep girls hoops. Prep girls hoops. There it is. Prep hoops and Prep girls hoops. We'll be right back. Did you know that 89% of consumers say they've stopped buying from a brand after just one bad buying experience? Well, that's where Label comes in. Label Protect is a brand-first, buyer-focused protection solution that's uniquely designed to make shipping issues a thing of the past. Instead of leaving your buying experience to chance, you can give your customers peace of mind at checkout, knowing their orders are 100% covered from loss, theft, damage, and more. And with a 98% claim approval rate, 24-hour resolution time, and best-in-class revenue share, Label reduces customer support overhead, protects your bottom line, increases profits, and most importantly, Label keeps your customers coming back for more. So whether you ship 100 orders a month or 100,000, it's time to make the final mile part of your competitive advantage with Label. L-A-B-L-P-X dot com or just click the link down in the show notes. All right, we are back. Thanks to sponsors, Ruby uh, label for, you know, wanting to be part of the basketball community. So I'm back here with Hector Marquez. Had a little bit of a teaser before we went to the break. Um, and, you know, Hector was telling me he's really passionate about sharing some knowledge about recruiting and you know, I know that you spend a lot of time with college coaches, just going back and forth with them. Uh, and, and you said, all that matters is, does your game translate? So maybe let's break that down a little bit more. Where do you think is the disconnect between, it's not just players, by the way, players and parents, right? I think that it's, there are parents who don't understand this. And then that bleeds into just tough relationships with coaches and jumping from school to school and going to it. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I really hope that this format is something, this podcast format is something where both players and parents and coaches for that matter can all get good, valuable information. So when you say what matters is, can your game translate, maybe break that down a little bit more. Well, locally here, I think, I don't know. It's hard because even the insiders sometimes refuse to see it. There is really good basketball at the next level in Utah. Um, Snow College is really good. Solid Community College is really good. Utah State is really good. Weber State's good. 
you know, BYU, Utah, UVU, like these are really good programs and it's hard to get into those schools. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have a moment, just go on to their roster, go on to their athletic page and pull up the roster and see how many Utah kids are actually on the roster. And although there is a foundation that they're trying to build, like you had coach sprinkling. Hey, so quick apologies. Like I said at the beginning, this was our very first in studio. And for some strange reason, the audio cut out for about two minutes, just turned off. Uh, so we missed about two minutes of recording. I'm just picking up now here on the post-production. Um, so anyway, we went from talking about uh, the interview I had with Danny Sprinkle. We're breaking down just recruiting and how difficult it is to play as a freshman. Uh, we talked about you know somebody like Jordan Ross, who's this tremendous basketball player. He's learning a lot under Coach Bennett. Um, but just how difficult it is because of the elevation of the game. So that's what you missed. We're going to jump right back into the conversation here. Once again, I apologize. Find your niche or, or, or your way. And, and uh, But anyway, I mean, I think the best thing for young players to, to get on the floor that I've seen is, can you defend? Mm -hmm. Can you defend a guy that's been in the weight room three years more than you and that's older than you? I mean, can you hang with those guys? Because there's there's a lot of a lot of players that can score, but what doesn't get them on the floor is that, that you know they can't defend. Right. And so it, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, Utah has a lot of players that want to stay in Utah, and I get it. Um, you know, coming from California, um, there's so many schools to choose from. Right. Um, and just depending on you know what you want to do. Sometimes there's guys at the D2 level that should be at a D1, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, but, um, you know, every coach has a different philosophy. I mean, you know, Utah State right now, that I mean, they're really good at defense. There's other schools that need you to shoot threes. They need a point guard. They can shoot threes. Right. You know, some coaches are just... I, I can't have anyone under six, three on my team, you know, like, you know, stuff like that, just quirky. And, but you're not going to change their mind. It's not, I mean, if that's what they want to do, then that's, that's their prerogative. I mean, that's, it's not incumbent upon the coach to adjust to you just because you want to go there. It's like the coach, like you said, it's the coach's livelihood. Uh, we talked about that. I talked about this with coach sprinkle on the podcast as well. It's, you know, they're under constant pressure the whole coaching staff is under constant pressure. And if they are looking for only players over six foot four with positive wingspans, because they want length on the defensive side, because of how the, their style of play is and you're six foot one with a five foot 11 wingspan, it doesn't matter if you scored 30 points. Like you, you're, you're not going to be on that team, You'd probably be on another team maybe, but you can't be on that team. Yeah. And then that's the part that's, it's hard is because if someone says, Hey, I need you, you, your percentage to go up by 5%. Okay. I can work on that. But if someone says, Hey, we need you to be taller. Yeah. You can't, you know, sometimes even we need you to run faster. Like, it's like, I can't, my body just doesn't, doesn't right. do that. And, and, um, that's where kind of like, like I'm a school counselor by, you know, that's what I do for a living. 
And so I get kids that come into my office and they want to be professional athletes. And, you know, sometimes if I know them very well, I'll give them the, like, I'll be their, their dream killer, I guess. Yeah. But, um, sometimes there's other things that you could do that are along the line of your dream. Right. And so like, if your dream is to play in the NBA and you're five foot 10, <laughs> you know, um, by the way, we're both five foot ten. <coughs> I just gave Hector the stool, and I'm in the chair. So if you're watching this, I, I wanted wanted you to feel <coughs> a little bit, a little bit bigger, a little Thank bit. Thank you, I appreciate you're it. You're so welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th there's there's other pathways that you can go to to still work in that realm mm -hmm. that you love. Um, like it, it's it's hard too, you know, because I mean, who wouldn't want to do basketball for a living? Right. Like whether it's writing whether it's evaluating whether it's for a network um you know I, I when i used to coach in california i had a i had a player they're actually twins and one did a, one ended up working at at sports center okay and never got airtime i mean he was a person doing all the background stuff but you know he's chasing his dream and and uh, he's still in sports in a way and, and he makes a living that way and and so it, it's just hard it's hard to put all your eggs in one basket mm -hmm. and um you, you had talked about uh earlier when you had mentioned jordan ross where a coach is investing into a player right and that's why they're bringing them aboard and and i think at the end of the day when when people are choosing where to go um you know as a parent i hope that whoever is working with my kids whether it's in the classroom or outside of the classroom that they're investing into my kids. Yep. Um, because I obviously can't do it all the time. And so, you know, when we're looking to play at the next level, like who's invested in me. Right. And you know, if it's not a D one, it's okay. Oh man. I, yeah, the, the whole D one or bust thing I, I hope is completely busted. If that's your attitude, you're not going to find many friends here on this podcast because I remember talking with uh, a, a friend of mine who was, he was my high school coach and he's the coach at the Air Force prep school, coach Bob Cavera. I think this is actually his last year mm -hmm. in, at the, at the prep school. And as, uh, as you know, my son was talking about like, I want to go try to play in, in college. And this was before his freshman year, I reached out to, to Bob and he was like, what players don't realize is that there are d2 and naia schools out there that the whole community rallies around them mm -hmm. they sell the games out it's loud there it's an incredible basketball experience and at the d2 and the naia level you can get scholarships for both athletics and academics so you can go to school you can have a blast playing basketball you can get your education paid for you know and you can have an experience of a lifetime and so many players miss out on that because they there's there's this thing about being a division one player and so they'll go and not take that route and instead you know kind of go to practice and be a, you know be a contributor but they won't get in the games and they'll have a completely different experience and he said so you have to expand the range of possibilities if what you want to do is go play in college, you can't just be narrow minded on I'm going to play division one basketball in the state of Utah. Cause to your point at the very beginning of this, it's there's, there's maybe, I don't, I'll make it up. There's maybe 20 players 
across a six or seven year time period because of now we're in the COVID years, you've got returning missionaries there. I don't know what the number is. Maybe it's 25 players, which is on average about four or five a year that are going to go play. They're going to be on a division one roster in the state of Utah. So if that's the only thing, then you have limited your range of opportunities. But if you're willing to say, you know, go out to like, I went out and saw YG play at Oklahoma city university, mm -hmm. really cool campus. It's small, but Oklahoma city is an awesome town. It's a quick flight from quick, but it's a direct flight <laughs> from Salt Lake city to it's a great college. Uh, you know, uh, coach Barakoff is doing an awesome job there. Why wouldn't you expand out to the D2, the NAIA, the JUCO levels, the D3 levels. These are not, I, I go to D3 games in, in Wisconsin all the time. That league is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And they, um, I forget what it's called. The Wisconsin, is it the WIAC? I think is what it's called. It's got UW Stout, Stevens Point. Like it's, it's an incredible, it's an incredible league of only D3 Wisconsin schools but they battle each other and they, and it's loud and it's this great environment. And I'm like, man, I just wish kids could be able to experience what that's like and be like, Hey, if you're a, if you can go play there, why not go play there? You know what I mean? And even at another level, like um, we have a family friend, uh, Rich Murphy, he's the head coach at Redlands university. Okay. The division three college in Southern California. Um, and he coaches on the women's side. Um, he has a crazy record of, um, uh, hundred percent of his athletes that graduate all have a job before they graduate college. That's crazy. And so what do you, what do you want hoop to do for you? You know, like, you know, we talk about YG unreal athlete, you know, from skyline and I'm glad he went somewhere where they wanted him because mm -hmm. he's on the floor. Yes. You know, you look at a, a kid like Quentin Mesa. Mm -hmm. He just started. I mean, yeah. It's, you know, he played prospects and we were like, Hey coach, you got to look at this kid coach. And then you finally get a, a coach that, oh, yeah, we like him. And, you know, he goes over there and he's doing such a good job, Yep. you know? And, and so it, it, it is hard. And, and hopefully um, this graduating class can really open the eyes of a lot of uh, players across the state because we got kids going all over. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you know, Brody Kozlowski heading over to USC, you got like Malik Diallo heading to TCU. Um, and, you know, I, I know the uh, religion plays a big role on why kids want to stay. Um, I used to hang out by USC all the time where I grew up. There is an institute literally across the street from USC. Okay. And uh, we used to go there. We used to hang out. Um, it, it was, it was a good time. Um, you know, so anywhere, anywhere in the country there, there's, there's going to be your people. Yeah. And, and and I know it's scary. I know it's scary to leave. I know, you know, even though I was an adult when I came to Utah, it, it is scary to uproot. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think that goes along with betting on yourself. Right. You know, and, and, you know, I know you're here because there's opportunity. Yeah. And, um, you know, Utah is a great place. Um, but being able to travel across the country, there's, there's a lot of good places and there's a lot of good people out there. No doubt. Yeah. It's it, the, if, if you're able to go and experience, you know, not just the U S but also the world, then 
I, I would just recommend being open to that, taking that, um, because you can always come back, you know, you're, you're, you're like, I still play poorly basketball, <laughs> but you know, I'm 43 years old and I still like to get out and go, you can all, you can keep playing the game, but there is a very short window of time in which you can play competitive basketball for 18. And if that gets, if you are one of the lucky few where that can extend out past high school, then, and you want to do it because there's plenty of players, I think, who are good enough to go play at a, uh, I'll just, I, I use this as an example, not because it's like terrible basketball, but the NCCAA Division II level, which is the National Christian Collegiate Athletic Association Division II. There's two divisions. There's plenty of players who could go play at like a school like that, but just opt to, you know, go to stay in state, go to UVU or Weber State and work and get their degree. But if you want to and you are able to, there's there's so much opportunity, but you have to be willing to not only do the work, but like you said, be willing to make changes to your game in order to have it translate at whatever the next level is that you're going to be going to play at. So um, I thought that was, that was that was a great segment. They were all great segments, honestly. You get to hear about your story, get to hear about your passion for women's hoops and uh, transitioning into the 2027 class with the Utah Lady Prospects, uh, running the new page, right? Prep Girls Hoops. Yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity for um, girls to see their evaluations. And, you know, there's a lot of college coaches that that are registered to it so they can go in and see. Um, but, you know, I, I try to go to two games a week and sometimes I'll be at games watching another game on my phone. Yeah. And then when I'm not home, when, sorry, when I'm not there, I'm watching game. And so it's, it, it's a lot. I just try to squeeze it in, um, you know, to the daily grind. Right. But um, man, basketball is just a beautiful sport. And the, the level of playing Utah, like I mentioned before is, is really elevating. Um, you know, there's, I mean, it, from top to bottom. I mean, you got this this twenty twenty seven class. I, I think eventually will, you know, uh, on the boys' side. Uh, you know, a lot of kids will, will make it onto the floor a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's there's good hoop. I mean, I was over at the Young Blood League um, this past weekend and seeing some of those twenty twenty eight kids. I mean, there's there's some good kids coming up. Yeah. Uh, the 2027 class, I'm uh, sorry, the 2029 class is good. I, I mean, I mean, it, it's fun. It's a fun thing to be a part of. And I'm, I'm just glad to kind of be in the mix a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, how do people, um, how do people get in touch? I mean, subscribe to some of the content that you're making over on both the prep hoop sites, right? You make, mm -hmm. you're still doing both. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my personal IG, I guess it's, it, I think it's Marquez Heck or Heck Marquez, one of those two. I am on, on Twitter or, or X. Uh, I think it's the same handle. Um, but you know, like I get, I get people send me videos all the time and, you know, try to give everybody love. Um, it, it is hard to cover the entire state. Yeah. I, you know, I, I try my best, um, you know, and, and, I don't know. There's just, just a lot, a lot of, there, there's so much to talk about. But, it's, um, <laughs> it's so true. We could probably go for, for a long time, but 
Well, you'll have to pop in after work. I mean, I'm right over by the, uh, right over here by the middle school. So. I know. We got a, have you ever been to Tacos Lopez down the street? No. Okay. Yeah. I have been talking about this place for probably nine months because every time I drive by, there is a line. And I'm like, that place must be incredible. And by the way, it's a line and you don't take this the wrong way, but it's not people who look like me in the line. Do you know what I'm saying? It's they look like me. They look, they look more like Hector, yeah. And I like uh, one of my one of my good friends uh Vic who's from uh he's from South India and there's a South Indian a vegetarian South Indian place over here. And every time I go meet him there, I'm the only white person in there and I'm like this food is amazing. It must be amazing. And it is. It's That's when you know it's good, right? It's when you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that We'll place, meet at Tacos Lopez. That place is great. I mean, I always get the the Al Pastor tacos. Okay. Um, I mean, I am, I am an ordained pastor, so there you go. You shouldn't get so that's, that's a sponsorship right there in the making. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm getting hungry. All right. (laughs) Very good. Well, Hector, thanks so much. Everyone go, uh, connect up and follow him. Go check out the work that he's doing over at prep hoops and prep girls hoops. Uh, really appreciate you stopping by my first in studio guest. Yeah. So the the underground goat studio <laughs> is is nice. I love it. We're we're doing our best. Thanks again, Hector. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Appreciate it.